Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. As a parent, do you ever wish someone could just whisper some realistic and trustworthy support in your ear and not make you feel awful for not having all the answers? Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm Dr. Aliza Pressman, developmental psychologist, parent educator, clinical professor, and I'm a mom. My goal is to make your parenting journey less overwhelming and a lot more joyful. Please join me every Friday for new episodes of Raising Good Humans. Hey, girl, hey. Welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker, and today joining me is friend of mine, also regular, I feel like, on Taste of Taylor, co-host on the radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show, Darren Karp. Welcome back to the podcast. Yes, very happy to be here. So excited to see you. I apologize in advance for my voice being so bad, and I would like to personally take this time out of my day to blame Taylor Strecker for it. It's my and fault. that's just a fact of how it goes. So as if my voice wasn't annoying already, I am hitting it at an extra level of annoyance today, and I apologize. I like to leave all my friends with a PGV, party girl voice. Yeah, well, this was definitely PGV. I definitely got some P and G and definitely some V going on. So there you go. <laughs> Oh, honey, you always get the I got a you know lot of me going on, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, Darren, you are here because I like you. Oh, You're here kind great. of. Some days. It depends. Yes. You're here also, though, because I wanted to wrap up Pride Month yes. with um, somebody who's G-A-Y like me. So here we are. <laughs> I am not G-A-Y and like you. I am definitely, I think I have a little bit more elite gay than you. <laughs> if I had to, if there were levels of no, gay, no, I feel that's like fair. that's fair. Like, I feel like... I'm a little bit gayer than you. And I mean that in the, with the yeah. utmost respect, but you have to admit and it. honestly, you're a better gay. You're a better lesbian. You're a better representative. You just no. are. Also, FYI, Darren has a podcast with a mutual friend of ours, Liz College, called Scissoring Isn't a yes. Thing. So, yeah, girl, you're a better <laughs> lesbian than I am. Yes. Um, but also you're here because you 
and I just literally celebrated Pride together at um, Andy Cohen's Pride party. Yes, we did. We really went out with the bang. And so I figured we would do a little recappy wappy on the podcast because oh, so many things happened. Yes. Um, and I just wanted to like spill the tea. There was not a lot the of fun going on at this party. Uh, this was the end. Oh my God. We were recapping wapping. Uh, there was not a lot of wap going on at this no, type no, of there wasn't. party. <laughs> so much dick. I've never seen more dick in my entire life. It was like, yes. Unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. Also, I do, I would like to get to, I don't know, have I ever heard your coming out story? Like, I was thinking about this prepping for this podcast, and I was like, I don't know that I ever heard her coming out story, definitely not on the Taylor Strecker show. And I and I thought maybe on Taste of Taylor because the last time we did Pride together, honey, this is becoming a tradition, it, by the I, way. We keep doing... And by the way, I keep happening? extending this invite to you. It's 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 really one You're way, right. really, it this is friendship. It is your tradition. Yes. It is. It's a little... <laughs> it's your tradition. One way friendship, not ideal, but it, we're working on it. <laughs> we're, we're working on but it. But we did, we did a, we did like a, a pride parade, whatever, two years yeah. ago. When Me, the you, world, and Chris Burns was also there. I'm sort of making this our thing. Yes. Look at yes. you. You're like the, uh, you're the pride mom. I'm the pride mom of the Taylor Strecker show. Like I'm, pride I, like I might be a co-host, but I am the, uh, what is it? Like the, the marshal of the gay pride parade, the grand yes, uh, yes. dom or the, whatever of that. Something of ser- masters of ceremony. Yes, masters of the ceremony of the, of the gay pride parade. Yes, exactly. Yes, you are. Um, but when you came on to recap that, I don't know that we actually got into the nitty gritty of coming out. I don't because think we did. That is the one thing that I think there are so many of us under the umbrella of LGBTQ, now IA+. Plus. Yeah, and a lot of letters. I'm just so proud I know the letters. They roll off the tongue. Do you know what they all stand for? Um, oh, let's play the game. Uh, okay. okay. Here if we you go. Get the L this is the wrong, game. I'm the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, if you get the L wrong, you're fucked. Lesbian. Yes, okay. I'm so happy we're first, by the way. Lesbian, gay, LGBT, bi, BT, LGBT, trans, mm-hmm. LGBTQ, queer. We were questioning. Or questioning. Then you didn't let me. You always step yeah. on the toes. <laughs> <laughs> Pride mother. Okay, you had it. Okay, you had it. Okay. okay. And Last then, two were tough. Oh, I, 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 I know what A is, asexual. Um, and I is, fuck, interested. <laughs> That could be in any of the LG. That could be inquiring. No, that's questioning, sweetie. Fuck. No. Interface marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Igloo, Ignatius. Are we just naming? Uh, it means intersex. Fucking dick. <laughs> okay. Intersex. Okay, I, I had to help you there. Can I ask another question? Yes, you can. Yes, mother? you can, my love. I don't know everything, though. I don't claim to be an expert because I do say it just and, as a side. And we and Liz and I just yes. we do, there is a lot of nuance with this. And even if you yes, are a gay yes. or queer or identifying or questioning whatever umbrella you fall under, uh, no one is perfect. No one gets everything right all the time. So I am right. of the mindset right. of like, ask me a question as long as it's meant with the intent. That's good. And, and inquiring yes. about these, I'm you ask me anything. So just saying that there is no, like there are some gay people who will shade you. If you don't know all the exact things we are not of. No, I I don't think people are allowed to do whatever they they are. I I don't think it helps people. 
I don't think that helps us when people are like that right. because they think, right. because they think people who gen- look, listen, there's assholes out there and like, you can tell anyone to go fuck off. Like that's being an asshole too. Of course, uh, of course I'm not talking about that, but I think people yeah, who homophobia exists. Right. And I, but I think, sure. I think if we're from my opinion, I think if I'm like, well, you should already know that is totally discounting other people's cultures, their backgrounds, their religion. To me, it's a very privileged position to tell other people to go do the work. I feel the it's same. It's too privileged for me to say like, well, I know it because I'm a white college educated girl who grew up in the suburbs who has, you know, nine full-time jobs. I can who's get educated. Who's also a lesbian. I can get who's it, but lesbian. I also have the resources to educate myself. Other people don't. And I think that it's just a very privileged position to be like, why do you not know this already? Uh, that exactly. is my attitude towards it. I don't want to speak for anyone else. I am with okay. you. And also I have that attitude because I don't know a lot of things. And neither do, a lot of and things, neither do I. Even things I'm a part of. So I feel like we're all always learning. And for example, Nico Tortorella, who I adore, um, Nico played Josh on Younger. So, so that's hot. why I got introduced to Nico. Beautiful man. So gorgeous. And well, Is, is it actually, he him or is it they or... B- b- beautiful they them. Okay, beautiful yes. they them. Okay, so see, I had that Nico's wrong. Nico's pronouns are they them, yes. so, which makes Nico non-binary. Correct. I am literally still learning all of this. And I remember I was on set one day and also Molly Bernard. So it was Nico and Molly. Molly and I just learned this this like this like week. I was watching a video on Instagram Molly's on Molly's Instagram. Lesbian. So Molly's character is actually pansexual. Pansexual. On okay. The show. Yes. Okay. But and, in the but queer when Molly started out, ether. Yes. Yes. Okay. In the queer ether. But when um and that representation on TV is so important. But when Molly, so when I first met Molly, Molly and I no Molly identified I think maybe as bi maybe I at the time had was like newly lesbian but didn't know even what my you know category I put myself in and as the years went on like Molly and I both like grew and evolved kind of together step in step with our relationships and our she's our age um, right I mean she's like in her 30s right I think Molly yeah she's a, she's definitely a little I think she's more like your okay. age a little bit younger than okay. me and so I just saw her being interviewed for Pride like literally like this past week and she was talking about the representation of her character on Younger but she was also talking about her relationship and she actually said because the guy that was interviewing said what would you categorize yourself as because Lauren was pan what are you and she said well actually I would have categorized myself as a lesbian however my partner identifies as non-binary they them pronouns therefore I guess I would be like what did she say I guess I would be according to definition pansexual and I was like oh shit because I didn't realize that her partner identified with those um, pronouns. And so we were on set one time and I knew about Nico and I was, but there was a hard learning curve with they, them. Like, it's just, it's so new and it is going to be common vernacular in the next five to 10 years, but we all have to learn. It takes time. It It takes time for these things to, yes. And Nico could not be more like patient and, and kind and wonderful. But I remember Molly and Nico, so both very proficient at they, them pronouns, but like, you know, having them in their everyday life, were telling a story about Nico's partner, Bethany, and how Bethany was away on a trip. And so they kept using they, them pronouns. And I kept thinking, who is Bethany away with? Do they have a child? Right. Is it? Right. Are, are they, like, literally, are they in a thruple? I literally was, like, trying really hard to concentrate. And then about three minutes in, I was like, you idiot. Bethany is they, them. Uh, right. And I felt like such a, in, like, a moron. It's a learning curve. And I think that's a fair mistake. Like, it's not crazy for you to think that because they could have easily been talking about someone who was not 
uh, non-binary and in a group of people. Yeah. So it's hard to determine. Right. So I don't think that you're an idiot yes. for like not knowing for a while is my point. I think grace yeah. can be but, had but, there. But like, but like that's the thing too is even us gay people, LGBTQIA people, we don't even always get it right in our own world. But I will say, so there's, my point is there's a lot of differences under that umbrella. But the thing I think that we all share unequivocally is that we all know what coming out feels yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. That is like the glue that holds us all together in our own little lanes. And because that's just quite frankly, something that straight people don't have to do. They don't have to come out and identify their sexuality to their friends, to their families, at some point, maybe to their, even their, their co-workers, to the world. Straight, so, straight is the default setting, right? It's like cars, right. driving six shifts. Well, it's the quote-unquote norm. Well, right, it's the, but it's also the majority of people. Like, it's also that. Like, it's not just that, like, our history was, yes. like, straight white men, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's also, like, most people are straight. Like, as a general percentage of the rule. Now, obviously, yes. these things yes. are there, but it's like, you know, cars are made for, like, right-handed people so the automatic assumption is like people are right-handed like to me yes but i don't blame straight people for like being that way they didn't necessarily create that ether but yes we have to come out all the time all the time but i even think that that coming out is like it's just it's a thing that binds us all no matter where you fall gay straight lesbian queer trans so i don't think i know your coming out story that's what i'm saying is out of all the podcasts we've done, out of all the radio yeah. hours we've done, out of all the hours of being literal friends, I, girl, I don't know what you're coming out story. You clearly don't care about me enough. That's that's <laughs> the lesson to be learned. Um, well, I what is it? Well, I um, I have a really positive one. I would say all in all, so that's a very that's good. good thing because, and you know, not every queer person has a bad time. Thank God. And and and, and I think yes. the automatic assumption is we we a lot of us do, and that's unfortunately a sad fact. But for me, you know, I grew it up is. in a very progressive town. I grew up in Montclair, New Jersey, and I went to a you know a, a really nice college and had really it was very like same same it was very like you know upper middle class white kids but for the most part similar tri-state area kind of background just in a progressive e suburb of manhattan type of thing um so yes. i grew up with that ether but i had always had crushes on girls like since i was a kid like i played soccer really? i played soccer for like 18 years and i just re- i remember i remember um having dreams about my opponents like in a sexual way when i was young like when I was like 11 and I was like, what? You're just like, whoa, I'm competitive. I was like, why am I dreaming about this girl? Like, why? and I remember just being like, why am I dreaming about this girl? But I kind of put it in the back of my mind. I'm also one of those gay girls that like, I find men attractive. You're not a... You're not a golden gay. I'm not a golden gay. I've had a boyfriend before. I find men attractive. I relate very well to men, but ultimately my sexuality is I would say is gay. It's probably on the spectrum. I'm not a hundred percent gay, but I'm going to marry yeah. a woman. I'm going to end up with a woman. I seek relationships with women. I find more comfort with women. Um, I prefer sex with women, but I'm not a gold Same. star gay, as you would say. So I had a boyfriend. I always just had kind of little crushes on girls and, you know, I'd made out with a few girls in high school, but nothing sexual. It was like one of those unfortunate things. Wait, let me, wait, let me, let me ask that though, because even like that, like so I came out, what, when I was 33, 34? Yeah. Like, late in life lesbian to a T. And people are always like, even when we were at the pride party, I was talking to your friend Kat's husband, and he was like, so, because his wife identifies as bisexual. Yes. So he was like, oh, you were married to a man? Like, I'm so interested because I am a man married to a bisexual woman. And he was asking questions. And, and people are always so polite, like, is it okay if I ask? And I'm always like, yes. He's I very think that respectful, that's, too. Like, he always will say. And that's also the most important thing is ask our stories. Let us tell you our stories, because actually our stories will 
will, pro will answer questions and normalize things for Definitely. people. Definitely. And so I was explaining it to him, and he was like, and he was like, so you were attracted to women? I was like, I never knew, ever, in all 33 whatever years of my life. And he was like, no shit. And I was like, honestly, I think I was just so painfully Catholic and shut off that I just didn't even let myself go there. Like, I kissed one of my friends in college, and I'm not a lying, girl. because we, a girl, we were broke as a joke. And we want a pita pit. And the boys were like, if you guys like kiss, we'll buy you pita pit. And we were like, fuck. And these were our really good guy friends. So we were like, yeah, well, like it was like a dare. And it, I felt literally nothing sexual. Yeah. I was like, and she's like my sister. But, um, and that was it. That was the only other time. When Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl and I Lied to came out, I did not like the song. I thought, what is this song about? Promoting girls kissing for boys? Yeah. I mean, I've really, I've come a long fucking way. But I had like no inclination whatsoever um, until I met Taylor Donahue. So for me, like, I really felt like I've lived my life as a straight person. Like, I didn't have, like, and to my point, every one's coming out story is different yeah. but it's so interesting like so even like kissing girls and you are a little bit younger than me mm -hmm. I'm 33 now did you feel like that meant you so you're like you're like five years younger than yeah. me. yeah did it make which is significant in those formative I years. think so did you feel like it was more normalized for girls to kiss girls like did you feel like that yeah. made you a lesbian because I like I feel like if I were to kiss kissing girls I would have been like really feeling like I had done something secretive back then. Well, I mean, I guess it's under the, the guise of, like, when you're in the situation which I've been in where it's, like, you know, truth or dare, like, kiss, kiss Taylor right. and, like, whatever, or I want Peter right. Pitt, whatever, so I'm going to... I don't think there's, like, really sexual... I think, like, the goal in mind is to, like, be fun and flirty and, like, experiment and kind of see, but, like, the purpose of it, you know, is very misogynistic and it's not... It is. It's, it's to turn the boys it's on. It's to turn the right? boys on. Right. So you're kind of doing it with a purpose in mind, and I think a lot of girls do it because... And, and anyone might for attention and because it, it it's it's kind of what is in the high school ether you want to fit in you want to be cool it's sexy. it's sexy it's part of it but I do think in terms of generalized rules um, women kissing women is way more normal than men kissing so, when I mean first of all I think or as normalized. A, as a, yeah, yeah, like um, accepted. Accepted is what I mean. Yeah. I'm using terms here, but I, it's, like, like there are certainly yes. very much so exceptions to the rules, but I do think, you know, there is a reason that lesbian porn is like the number one porn. I think men exactly. in general find two women together hotter sexually for them than a straight white woman, or not white, white, straight woman would find two guys kissing as sexual for them. I'm not to say that that isn't right. sexual for some women. I just think as a general rule, that's not something that females, straight females, find sexy. So when my Tay, my Tay was like, so there's a phrase, it's called gay until graduation day. So it's, it's like, lug. Oh, whatever it's you do in college. Lug. Lug. Lesbian until graduation. Lesbian. Okay. So it's like, oh no, that we're just experimenting. And, but if you continue it after graduation, yeah. rut row, you yeah, might be I lesbian. continued it. So yeah, Tay, let me tell you. Yeah. yeah. So Tay, Tay said, for her, it was the same thing. It was like kissing, like, it, girls in high school, yeah. like, on a dare to, like, you know, get, like, the guys all riled up. But then it was like, uh-oh, 
I like this way more than kissing guys for her. Like that's kind of like her pro Yeah, I would say in high school it wasn't like, oh, I like this more. I had a crush on my friend. I had a boyfriend at the time who I loved, a great relationship, still friends with him to this day. You say the nicest things about yeah, him. He's yeah. so sweet. He's married now. Like, you know, he's literally a darling. Um, I had a crush on my friend and I remember being really into her and really like wanting attention from her and really like kind of trying to find excuses to be around her or see a situation under which we could kiss. It kind of never came to fruition. She was pretty religious. Um, she was not gay. Uh, and, you know, when you're 17, 18, all you know is how you feel about something. You don't really know... A, what it means maybe, enti- at least for me, what it meant entirely for me. It could have just been like, oh, it's fun to have this little crush, but like I also have a boyfriend, so that's kind of whatever. Um, I remember being a little nervous. I certainly didn't tell anyone about it, but I would certainly flirt with her. Uh, so when did it, like, when did you get to the point where you're like, I'm coming out? It came to the point, I mean, like, for me, it was really, like, a letting in, because I think the hardest person for me to come out to was myself, of being like, oh, wait, I like this right. more than I'm letting on. But when I was in college... Um, I, I had a friend, kind of in a very loose friend, like an adjacent, like tertiary kind of friend. Like we had hung out maybe twice and I always thought mm-hmm. she was very pretty and I thought she was very smart. And one day at the end of my freshman year, now I still had my boyfriend at the time. One day at the end of freshman year, um, I sort of knew I had something because, again, I was kissing girls a little bit in college again for, like, the frat guys, and I was like, ooh, I like this. Like, this I like. Like, But, see, you're under this umbrella of safety where it's like, I have a boyfriend. I'm not cheating on my boyfriend. My boyfriend thinks this is right, cool. Right, which, of course, you know? was cheating, right? Yeah. Like, I think it, I think it is. Yes, but, like, at the I'm same cheating. time, it's like, okay, I could tell him this, and, you know, he might find it hot, like, in some weird, circuitous right. way. Anyway, so this girl that I had that I didn't really know that I like because she was just, I always thought she was pretty and I thought she was very smart, which for me, if you're smart, like I'm into you. Like that is my, yes. like, that is my love language or whatever. And, um, she asked me, I was supposed to go to my best friend, still my best friend today, my friend, Brian, uh, supposed to go study geology with him one night at his dorm. And she had aimed me, she had aimed me and she was like, Hey, oh Darren, like we're wrapping out the yourself. end of school. It was like in May or April. And she's like, you know, do you want to take a walk tonight? And just like hang out and I was like okay I've got like two hours to kill before we gotta go to geology I was like sure and I don't know why in my mind I felt like a pull towards her I didn't think like she's gonna whatever I was just like I felt a pull towards being like I'm very curious about why this person wants to take a walk around campus like for really not knowing me that well anyway and and I, and I knew that she had made out with a girl who was a junior at the time who ended up being my girlfriend, my first ever girlfriend. So I knew oh that she was at least bi in my mind. And I was like, kind of curious. Right. Anyway, we go on a walk. We're walking all around campus. It's kind of cold. She's like kind of playing with my hand, which, you know, if you're like playing with the legs yeah. or playing with the hands, like that's like not friendly, yep. you know, like that's more than friendly. No. No. My mind's yes. going wild. And at the end I was like, okay, like I got to go study. Like I got to go like do the, I have a geology exam next day. And she looked at me and she just kissed me. Like she didn't ask. She just kissed me. And she just like, we were saying goodbye and she just kissed me and I pulled away and I was like, I said something like, how long have you wanted to do that for? And she was like, a long time. And I was like, wow. Like, I, I, it was my first being like, oh my God, wait, girls are, girls can be into me too. Like I had, I guess I had never really like opened my, uh, my mind to that. To me, it was like, you just thought it was you being into I girls. I thought it was very one way. And I never knew that any girl would maybe like pick up on something like that. And she oh. had clearly picked up on something 
in me, you know, because I was like, you know that I have a boyfriend or whatever. And she's like, no, I know. And I was obsessed with this person, okay? Obsessed for 10 years. Like, I had to cut off the friendship because I've been obsessed with her until, like, my mid to late 20s. Like, I cut her off out of my life, like, three years ago. You know what I mean? Because I was just obsessed <laughs> with her because I was like... I've just, and we never really worked out. Like it was always like she was dating someone or I was dating someone, you know, I was, well, of course you were obsessed. She was like your first, right. Real but like, and I wanted her to like realized. me so bad. And she had studied abroad for a year and we didn't talk because she wasn't giving me the attention that I thought that I wanted. So I kind of like hated her, but I was still so in love with her. Oh, and honey, the opposite of love is indifference. Yeah, baby doll, yeah, no, exactly. Hate, you know? And I was very passionate about uh -huh. her. And then, you know, um, that when the girl kissed me, I was like, okay, like something is going on. And then I started my, I broke up with my boyfriend because, well, we hadn't really broken up. We were kind of like open ish. Cause it was like college. Yeah. I had gone to this formal with this guy, um, who had a crush on me and, uh, I made out with him a few times. Darren, every, everyone had, like, I'm just like so Darren. great. And he had a crush on me and took me to his formal and we were like making out. And there was the girl that this girl that I was obsessed with, the junior at the time, it was yeah. now a senior was there with a guy. And I knew who this person was. Um, her name's Regina because she was my first girlfriend. So I think I can say that now. She's a doctor. She has a girl. Like, we're friends now. So all is good. Yeah. And she was there. And um, you'll, you'll love this because I was in a dress, right? I was in a dress. And it, I, I, can't I, I know. And I, had, I had velvet. I had velvet on it. Like, I had velvet on it. And she came no. up to me. Like, I was like, I know. I was like, it's everything's so wrong about this. It should be illegal no, for Derek Park to wear a dress. I should never be allowed to have sex again in a velvet, like, brown dress or whatever the hell it was <laughs> she came up to me Regina came up to me and she touched my dress and she was like I really like the feel of that and I was like okay, okay. like to me I was like this is like audio it, like, it is. And I was like I <laughs> and so she took me aside and we were like drinking at this formal and we ended up talking and we were very flirty and I remember being like okay I know the signals a little bit like I had this kind of minor experience before, like this girl clearly yeah. thinks that like she probably heard about me making out with the other girl. We went to a small yeah. college. I was like, she's intrigued by me. We ended up talking the whole night. We ended up, uh, cause we stayed in these like houses, like all the boys had like these like suites and stuff like that. We ended up getting both of our dates very shit faced. Like we were like shots <laughs> and we were taking water, like shots. She came, so once her guy was like passed, passed out, out and like in his, like, <laughs> she came over to my thing, my guy was passed out. And we went dreams. with dreams and we went upstairs and we like fooled around for eight hours while he was passed out, like upstairs, I'm like in dying. a lot, like we just fooled I'm around, dying. like fooled around. And I was like, oh my God, like, I didn't, we didn't go down on each other, but it was like everything kind of, but that where it's like, but, okay, we're not yeah. like, we're not doing this in front of men anymore. Like this is no, on the, right. like, this is serious now. So in my mind, I was like, this is like, I can't deny this anymore. And I love it. And I yeah. feel so great. And sort of long story short, after all of this, you know, she ended up being my girlfriend, my first girlfriend. And, uh, over Thanksgiving of my sophomore year, she's a senior. I was a sophomore. Um, she lived in Pennsylvania, but not too far away. And uh, Thanksgiving night I was texting her and I was like, come over. I was like, just come over. And she was like, all right. So she drove like the two hours or hour and a half to come see me late at night. She spent the night the next morning, See, the next morning, like, like you did, like she snuck into the house, snuck into the, the house. My mom was asleep. My dad was downstairs, <laughs> snuck into the house, spent the night. The next morning she woke up in my clothes and I was like, mom, this is, this is, this is Regina. This is my girlfriend, Regina. And my mom was like, okay, nice to meet you, blah, 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 blah. 
and I'm gagged. Gagged, and then Stop. and then later, you know, I had the conversation of like, I'm into women. I like women. I'm gay, and I'm going to be with women. Um, I told my dad, my mom, and my brother, who are my like, immediate family. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Coors Pure. You don't have to tell me twice that living a balanced lifestyle is hard. My wedding is like six and a half weeks away. I am trying to eat well. I'm trying to sleep a lot. I'm trying to work out. And, of course, trying to cut out booze because they say it's not good for you. Well, they didn't meet Coors Pure. New Coors Pure is a ref- Refreshingly simple beer with organic barley, organic hops, and water. One, two, three. Simple, clean ingredients. And at 92 calories, mm -hmm, you heard me, and let me mention it again, zero sugar. It is the perfect beer to celebrate the everyday life wins with. I think the issue that we do with healthy lifestyle is it's very all or nothing, and it doesn't have to be when you incorporate good, clean food and drinks into your life. And so I celebrate me all the time with Coors Pure. Coors Pure is the perfect beer to celebrate the wins of everyday life. So when you want to enjoy a beer without the guilt, reach for Coors Pure. It's organic, but chill about it. Just go to CoorsPure.com slash Taylor to see where you can find Coors Pure near you. Again, that's C-O-O-R-S-P-U-R.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R. CoorsPure.com to see where you can find Coors Pure near you. And remember, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Albany, Georgia. And now, back to the podcast. I, I think depending on the gender, that, that the gender that coincides with the other parent, I think that, that they have a little bit of a harder time with it. And I actually, I think it's important to discuss and normalize that when you come out, I think people think it's like very black or white. It's either, oh my God, we always knew, sitting here twiddling our thumbs waiting for Yay, it. Yay, right, unicorns. Like, right. Or it's like, get out of the house, pack your bags, never talk to us right. again, go to gay camp, pray the gay away, all this stuff. But a lot of us live in the middle where your parents are probably very progressive and evolved and l- probably liberal socially liberal at the very least and you're like wait but you're cool right. with our with, with my little sister's like friend uncle transitioning right, right. like like you guys are so cool well, it, but it's there's just a little bit of a stutter step when it's your own child and I've actually through talking about my story and like sharing with other people I think it's because if someone's listening right now wanted to come out or scared to come out or did and they're struggling with it like I think that that's really normal for a parent to kind of have to kind of go through a transition of their own. Well, I've talked about this a lot. I've talked about this with Andy's mom. I've talked about this with my mom. And like, at first I was kind of upset because she wasn't like the, yay, let's unicorn this whole thing. But the more I got to know, the more my mom understood, you know, that uh, this was a real thing, that this was coming into it. You know, parents have an idea of their child in their head when they're born and they put all these expectations. They're envisioning your life. They're envisioning your life. And they have to mourn that idea first in order to get into this new one. My parents are fucking amazing my mom buys all of my girlfriends gifts she texts them like my mom is amazing and oh, my parents love taylor donahue more than me well i know your dad does won't even go there have a crush that's a different taylor. uh taste of taylor episode but just giving you guys the hints okay well i'm just saying um there's some weirdness going on chippy alone chippy and hippie and dippy alone but uh you know you have to mourn that sort of idea of them um and and my my mom did and she came around very quickly and 
I, I think that's sort of important. You know, we do live in the in the middle of it. And I will say to anyone that might be thinking of coming out, I knew who my parents were. I never was worried about my parents not loving me or kicking me out of the house or cutting me off financially. Same. And I think that you Same. need to really reassess who your parents are. And if you feel that your life is in danger or you need your, you think your parents are going to kick you out of the house, I don't recommend yeah. coming out. I do not because you should never put your life in at risk. Wait till you can be independent from them. Not, I don't encourage everyone to come out all the time because it's not safe to do so. And so you kind of have to take that own, your own sort of assessment on it. My dad, when I told my dad, he was like, great, we can talk about women. He's like, a man like women, women like women, women are sexy. They're way better looking. They're way smarter. They're way better. He was like, I'm fucking in. My brother said the same thing. He was like, cool. So it was really yeah, my siblings. My siblings are a lot younger than me and they're a very millennial and one Gen Z. And they were like, awesome. Yeah, we got you. Yeah, we support you. There's never my been an issue. My dad was great off the jump. Then my mom was not. And then my mom came around and was great. And then my dad started to get a little bit weird. But my teacher said to me, just keep on being us like that's the thing your your parents are freaked out you're just going to become a different person yeah and you're not right you're just this is such a it's not a small piece of who you are but ultimately like sexuality is just a, it, it's a sliver of the pie and I feel like when you are LGBTQIA it becomes like the whole pie and we're so much more than just you know the people we are sexually attracted to and the people we love yeah, and, and, and you listen know, I, times are better I've been out now for 14 years almost half my life damn. when I was out when I came out at 19 Gays weren't allowed to get married. Queer was a yeah. bad word. No yeah. Democrat, because we expect the Democrats, ran on gay marriage at the time. Yeah. It was yeah. civil union, maybe, or bust. Like, there wasn't this whole new vocabulary of colorful terms and this and that. And, you know, kind of letting your kid really develop into the who we're being. You know, now yeah. I think it's pretty obvious that gay people can have babies. Like, you know. And when I say back then, a lot has changed in the gay community, even in 15 no, years. It's so, true. I, and I'm not saying it's acceptable, but like, you know, my mom was like, well, I want, you know, I want grandkids. And I was like, okay, mom, well, it's my life. And what if I was infertile or didn't want kids? And she was like, that's a right. very good point. Like, it just wasn't the, uh, it wasn't the. It, like it wasn't the first step and now I think it's very obvious that gay people are just like everyone else and can give birth and yes. do this and we're successful and yes. now we're not murdery but 15 years ago it was very um yeah. you know I mean like there weren't you couldn't get married like you couldn't get married and it was really just and they didn't have I mean they had bisexuality it was but they just did not so trans issues weren't even a fucking thing like being gender right. non-conforming that wasn't an idea like that wasn't anything right. and I'm not saying they didn't exist I'm just saying that it wasn't a thing that anyone talked about and so now like I kind of say it to you like of the LGBTQIA I would say that the L's and the G's and the B's are probably the least interesting people oh my god I, 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 I interviewed Nick Cannon a while ago and I was like, hey, I'm a new lesbian. Ooh, I'm interesting. Cast me in something. And he was like, bitch, that's not interesting. Pick up trans. It's like, and it's I was like, like exactly. It, we're boring. Like, we're boring. We're just like everyone else. We're like monogamous, stupid people just like everyone else. I'm like, I love that. You know, I do love that, that it's yeah. like, it's so normal. I always wanted it to be normal. I always felt a little weird about pride parades, to be honest with you. You and I talked about this the last time you were on, we were talking about the pride parade that we were. We were at World Pride. Yeah. It was the 50th anniversary pride. It was a big deal It was the first pride I'd ever been. You were on the Bravo float with Andy. Yes, I, and the housewives, making out with housewives. I was walking down like a plebeian. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you were, you, but I'm still you were a late person. We were me. throwing trash at her. Get out! Get out! You know. But um, no, but we, you and I both talked about this. How while it's beautiful to have something like Pride and Pride Month and Pride Weekend, and you know everybody shows their support with rainbow flags, and it does feel good. Of I know course, some people are like, fun. oh, it's so performative. It feels good. I was driving to my parents, a very like New England, not conservative, but just a very New England town, you know, and. Every single house on this main road in this gorgeous town called Hingham, we're flying rainbow flags. Right. And Tay and I were like so moved, you know? It, it just felt like we're loved and we're seen and we're supported. But like Darren and I were saying, we look forward to a time where we don't need to have these big parades because right. it's just so normal. Yeah, and that, and that was, and like, and that there. wasn't to shit on the historical value of oh. what the Pride Parade was, but it was like, you know, and I think there's a reason that a lot of like trans issues are now at the forefront where it's like you don't see yeah. a political candidate on the left or the right, honestly, that's going to run on ending gay marriage anymore. Like that is really, yeah. by the way, and certainly you see religious leaders and certainly there are people that don't want it but it's like there is it's not I don't expect the next Republican candidate or the next Democratic candidate for even to gay marriage to like be an issue like there's and I think I think trans rights has an absolute place in this world to talk about and I think because it's at the forefront it just goes to show how far we've come with the L's and the G's and the B's is what I'm saying because now that's very normalized trans is next and it's just going to get further and further and further it's very very rare for us to go backwards in time on our social rights yeah. i think yeah i hope uh, yeah of okay, course i hope i don't know yes now let's get to the party potty potty so um so mother pride pride mother yes. Karen carp invited myself and my fiance mm-hmm. to andy cohen because she may or may not have worked with the man for 10 years yes. um his pride party and it was I mean, how many people there and were there? It was very intimate. I say it was like, quite the It was intimate. I would say like maybe 170 were there, um, but it was yeah. intimate. You could sort of tell my friends uh, versus everyone else, which was very funny. True, which true. Is, well, that's because some of your friends have vaginas. <laughs> Chris Burns has two. Uh, he has two, two vaginas. I know that for a fact. Um, uh, Chris Burns is a bigger lesbian than me. We talk about it all the time. I will say at one point, though, and we were all getting very drunk, Taylor uh, Strecker came up to me and she was like, Darren. She was like, this is a creme de la creme invite. And I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, you were like, this is like an invite of all invites. And at first I thought you were joking because I was like, well, bitch, you can leave. Like, I invited you. And then you were like, you were like, you were like, no, I mean that. You were like, I can't believe I'm here. And I was like, oh my God, my pleasure. You're my friend. Like, of course. Like, of course. But it was, first of all, thank you, Darren. It was amazing. It was at, can I say where it was? Uh, Yeah, you can say it now. You can say it now because it's past the thing. It was um, in Soho at this place called the Jimmy or Jimmy. Jimmy it's like at the roof. James Hotel. Jimmy at the James. Thank God for yes. Because yes. I've been there before a couple times. I used to be fancy. It and has a pool a, in it. It's a big bar considering like it has an indoor outdoor, but it's actually pretty spacious. Like you could walk around. You know it. what's wild, Darren? This is so crazy. So I'm standing there like so it let's set the scene. 170 majority gay men all fucking Beautiful. fit. Everyone was like 5'7 to 5'11. Gorgeous. Perfect bodies and all wearing literal like tassels. shorts. Booby tassels and shorts. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm in black but, like, jeans most, and a t-shirt. Like, gorgeous gay gorgeous, guys ever. Gorgeous, and gorgeous. it's a pool party. And like that Darren, I was like, what's the dress code? And she said jeans and a t-shirt because that's like I her said uniform. Gay and I was like, man. 
was the first answer. I, and then I said jeans and a t shirt. Yes, did I did. You? I missed that. Yeah, you were like, <laughs> what's the theme? And I was like, gay man. And then I was like, I'm in jeans and a t shirt if you care about it. And, and then Taylor, well, Taylor came Tay up and to I me and she was like, ready. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Tay and I were getting ready, and she, and she was like, I'm going to wear, like, a T-shirt and jean shorts and, like, my high-top sneakers. And I was like, honestly, Tay, this is going to be, like, Sarah Jessica Park is going to be there, and so are the housewives, and so is Kelly Ripa, and everyone's going to be wearing kaftans. Like, you're going to really feel underdressed. And she was like, okay, well, I'm sticking to my gut. And I was like, so I, love Donnie I was going to wear this hot pink, like, look at me, look at me number. And thank God, at the last minute, I was like, eh, I'm going to wear something that's, like, could be dressy, but could also kind of just be, like, Chill. Did I steer I like you wrong? To like Did brunch. I steer you wrong? You girl, bless and believe, I would have shown up looking like Pepto Bismol <laughs> freak show if it weren't for you. Like I wore the Pepto Bismol outfit to uh, Margaret Joseph's pride party yeah. for uh, Housewives of New Jersey, and that tracked. Like everybody was dressed wild. But it was like, I mean, it's Jersey Housewives, but it's also like a woman's about. party. Like Andy, like yes. like no. But I really like my. I, I was just thinking Bravo Housewives, like you know, all fabulous women, and. Thank God I decided to change because I would have, like, had to leave. <laughs> well, and I, I will say, like, one of the first things you came up to me and you were like, girl, you did not lie about what you said about the dress code. I was like, I told you. I was like, doesn't me look you. good having my friends It was a beat. casual It was gay, casual gay like, pool party. It was. It was. And, okay, so, so that was fabulous. Yes. And then also I'm standing there and... I look out and it's it's lower Soho, so it looks onto Tribeca and the Hudson. Yes. And I could see my old building where I live with Wesbeth. Mm-hmm. And to be like in such a great place with my beautiful fiance, with my wonderful friends, like having the best time ever at like like the hottest ticket in town party. My how far and, like, we've looking, come. My how fucking far we've come. Yeah. It felt really, really good. Yeah. Like I was really uh, this is the first time with Pride, because I've only really participated in a handful of Prides. As a lesbian, I said it. I said the L You said word. it with a B, um, too. You always say lesbian. I did, girl. So good, I good, did say lesbian. Thank you. I'm growing. I'm <laughs> ever-evolving. But I just felt like, I felt like proud. Like, I was like, it's called Pride for a reason, motherfuckers. That's, like, how it felt. Like, I felt happy and gay, i.e. happy, also gay as in gay. Like, I just felt all of the good emotions. It was also um, a beautiful night and, like... It really was. Good people, good vibes all around. Um, you know, Andy came over. Like, he loves to give me shit, but he came over and he, he was like, introduce me to your friends. And so I was like, I introduced everybody to them. And, like, for me, you know, that's hard yeah. because I'm very protective of my job, as you know. I'm very protective of my of friends. But I'm really protective yes. of, like, the image that I keep and the image that I keep mm-hmm. around him. And that's that, that matters to me. I take it very seriously. I genuinely take it very seriously. And I know you um, do. And, it, and I was really trying to be on my behavior. No, every, and everyone was. But part of me is like, oh, well, my I was God. A little, like, I was a little naughty. You didn't see it. What did you do? Oh. What did you do? Well, remember? Okay. I just got in a little fight with Tay. Oh, that I remember. But as long as you're not getting into a fight <laughs> with Andy, I'm good. But it was a small fight. It was very small. I mean. It really was contained. Listen. I, you know what, this, this is the funny thing about me. 
The funny thing about me is I am so deeply insecure. I have such low self-esteem, I am, which makes me so wildly jealous. You guys, there is no safer place on earth for a lesbian couple than this fucking party. Yes. Okay? Like, literally. And, and also, somehow I... I wanted to spell the rumors that they were not fighting because I did anything. I was not flirting with Donnie. No. I was not flirting about, with Stryker. I'm about to say. Okay, good. No, and it wasn't you. Just, it was not me. I just want I, people to know. Somehow I managed to get jealous of Taylor talking to a gorgeous gay man. Correct. Yes, and I did. was mean, mean to him. Yes. Turns out he was the guest of one of Andy's best friends. Yep. So just in case you hear anything. <laughs> but I apologized. An hour later, I was like, I'm a cunt. <laughs> Literally. I did. I was like, I'm an insecure cunt. I'm so sorry. Um, please, oh, please accept my apology. And he was like, oh, girl, it's fine. So I made nicey, but I'm, you know, I just wanted to let you know. <laughs> I knew it had something to do. I knew I knew it had to do with like. I'm psycho. I mean, listen, I don't think. Uh, Tay was not happy. Well, me. to be fair, she kind of had a point. Like she did a yes, I think I went up to you in the party. I was like, "Why are you letting this like bother you?" Like this. Is- well, I, to be fair, I wasn't like causing a scene. It was like a no, small fight. And, no scenes. And were we caused. both said to each other. She said, "I hate when you act. I hate when you do this," which is me being an insecure bitch and being mean to somebody who I don't know, literally. And I said, "I hate that you don't understand." And then she and I both said simultaneously, "We'll talk about it in therapy tomorrow." And we did. And I actually had a big growth spurt moment because I do come from a place of like insecurity, low self-esteem. And so if I feel like somebody's like coming for me or judging me, I misinterpreted something that happened. So Tay and him were talking. He was like fawning all over her. She's a goddess. Of course he was. And he was like, your energy's so good. You're so gorgeous. They're this, that, and the other. It was just drawn to you, which is great. I love that. And then she turned around, pivoted towards me and said, this is my fiance, Taylor. And he gave like a perplexed look. Mind and Chris Burns confirmed it. Okay. Okay. Because okay. he was standing right next to me. And and so I actually talked about it yesterday with Chris. It was on the Taylor Shrecker show. We like broke it down. And it was amazing because Chris was like, No, I saw the look. And I was like, ha ha. Because Taylor's always like, and to be, no one gave you a look. And to be You're fair, if Chris Burns is backing it up now, he's a shady motherfucker. But he will never create it. drama just to create drama. Like, no. Chris is so nice that I'm like, if yep. he's saying he picked up on something, because normally I'd just be like, you're yes. drunk. Who knows? No. No, Taylor Donahue who's always like, you're just being, you're doing right, it again. Exactly. You're projecting you're, you're, or you're, whatever the fuck. You're low confidence, projecting, right. you're insecure, you're like, you're being paranoid. Right. And I'm like, listen, yes, I am paranoid a lot of the time, but sometimes I catch shade. And she wears rose colored glasses. I say I wear poo ones. So I'm always seeing the shade. She's never catching the shade. We're fighting about the shade. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, Chris was like, no, I saw the look. And I was like, ha ha. And then Chris was like, yeah, but you did misunderstand it. He's like, it was, he didn't, he thought she was joking when he, when she said that you guys were engaged because quite frankly, both of you don't really track as lesbians. Like, it's not like an automatic thing. He goes, I actually think he thought she was like joking. And then he was processing because you're like really femme. And I was like, oh my God. So he wasn't like, in my mind, he was like, you ugly beast. Yeah, no. She deserves better. That's my narrative. And meanwhile, he's like, are they? Cool. And I'm like, so, but I, we made up. Yeah, I know. And I worked on therapy and I'm going to be more gracious now. And my therapist said that if I feel insecure, and like she's like worst case scenario my 65 year old therapist is like worst case scenario somebody is shading you <laughs> i'm like well, she's yeah. like so just be 
Just, just so just be nice. Give them and the benefit kill them of the with doubt. Kindness. And if they are, right. she said, and if they are being rude, that's on them. And if they aren't, thank God you didn't act like a bitch. And I was like, okay, true. So you know what? Even more growth from the Pride Party, Darren. Even more growth, which is always important. All of all, I felt like everyone got along, which was nice. I had kind of like just totally. mixed your random group of just like I literally invited what like seven people. Like that was it. Like it was not yes. my party to be had. No. And so I was like, no. okay, who do I think can mesh in with everybody of the like few invites that I probably have? Like. I'll be a good girl for always. Please, please. Well, I'm going to invite Donahue from girl. now on. So there we go. No, now we've Donahue is no. under spot. She is number one on no. the list. I believe he be a good it's girl. It's Donahue, Babette, Chippy, no. Paige, no. Zach, no. Strecky. <laughs> Okay, I got your fine. whole family, though. Is that nice? I mean, that's improvement. Yeah, that's improvement. Um, very good. But no, and then Andy, like, introduced himself to everyone. We all took a picture. It was very then, nice. He came up to you, and he was like, he, I was like, oh, Andy, I, I did the I did the professional thing, which yeah, is what I yeah. always do. And I said, Andy, yep. this is my friend Taylor. Because I didn't, because, God forbid, he doesn't no, remember. He meets, I would never be like, so you know this many person. people. So I'm he always so like, many people. the assumption is that he's never met any of my friends, unless it's my yes. brother or Nadine. Like, the assumption. Right. Because I don't ever want to make him feel like he should know. Of course. And I feel like I can insult my friends and not necessarily my boss. So I was like, Andy, even though I knew he knew you, I was like, Andy, do you remember? I was like, remember my friend Taylor, Taylor Schrecker? And he was like, he was like, at first he said, oh my God, hey. And then he was like, hey girl, hey. And then I <laughs> went up to, I went up to Schrecker afterwards. I was like, are you, I said like, are you hyped that he did that? And you were like, he, you made him do that. And I was like, no, I, first off, I don't make Andy do anything. Like I don't. Like, I would never make him do that. And second off, like, he genuinely Aww. just said that as, like, that's what he said. He even commented on your inst- on my Instagram with that. So it's like. I die. No, you know, you know, I can, like, I can die a happy girl because Andy Cohen, hey, girl, hate me in person, which is great. But then he, hey, girl, hate me again in a V blurry picture of me. But like, you know, you that's know a I mean? great photo. Like, I knew you wouldn't mind great, if I did no, it no, blurry. No, I figured I, you wouldn't no, mind. I I loved it. So after the party, which was a huge success, Taylor and I made up. I apologized to the guy. Everything was kosher. Um, Andy said, hey, girl, hey. It was a great time. I was putting on hand sanitizer like a weirdo um, and wouldn't and touch his hands. Like, oh. I, I was soaking wet. I was like, he's going to think I'm sweating from my ha- palms of my hand. Right. So, um, so anyway, but it was all in all so successful. And then we weren't ready to end the night. So we went to Marie's Crisis where I proposed to Taylor in front of it because it was closed down because of COVID. Right. But we went and sang our little hearts out and we walked in and suddenly Seymour was playing it was just the best pride ever and then you post a blurry picture which I love because okay, it was good. so like, I don't think I asked your moment. permission but I thought you'd be okay you never with have it to ask my, no okay. you're so sweet if you guys even knew like the Darren that like I know I'm as actually my friend, like, really courteous and very it's like nice. so sweet she like texted me oh I post a picture of it oh I hope it's okay I was like absolutely it's okay and had you said Andy Cohen Mike come <laughs> Hey girl, hey! I'd say go. I don't. I let him. I I don't care. I let him comment as he feels the need to. Only in this past year has he felt the need to start trolling my Instagram. So it's been fun for me. I well, I'm so happy to have been a part of it. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, Andy Cohen even knows a he knows a blurry hey girl hey. Oh, he knows me, bitch. He loves me. He 
Pride's best friend. Yes. Um, it was fun. It was the best Pride ever. It was, it was the best Pride and, ever. You know, I, I actually owe you money because you guys kept buying us drinks at the end of the night. Get like, out of here. You owe me nothing. You, but it was just you like Donahue was like caked out at the, the bar. She was like putting 20s in. We were like, Donahue's our like pimp today. Like she's got the whole thing. She was like, beers for everybody. And we were just singing, having a wild time. And I knew, like, because, you know, Maurice Crisis is like, you go downstairs, it's crowded, it's everyone's singing, it's the best. But like, the alcohol, I didn't eat that much. And I was obviously very just like high stress because I was also planning the party and doing everything. So it's of like, course. once it hit me, I think I turned to you and I was like, I gotta go home. I was like, and I'm yeah. done now. Like, and I was like, and, and this see. is it. And you were like, totally for, like, talk to you on Tuesday, like, blah, 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 blah. And I like bolted out of there uh, with Keith because I just like, we had sang for what, like maybe an hour, hour and a half. Like oh, yeah. my voice was just absolutely dead. I mean, it was just when they got to Greece, I was just living my best life. It was so fun. Very happy that I uh, invited you guys. Very happy I invited both of you because you always make it fun for me. And uh, I just you. thought it was a blast. And I really, um, it, I, I sort of have come to this new wave of like understanding pride now, actually. Um, yeah. And really like appreciating it for what it is and just kind of like, and instead of being such a Debbie Downer about how I wish the world was better, I, I have started to loosen up and really enjoy the strides that we've made and how far we've come yes. and celebrated along the way. And it was very fun to do that with you and, and Donahue. You too, honey. I felt very proud on Pride. Very, me like, too. Very proud. Yeah, me too. And very grateful. Me too. It was so, great. I'm glad you came. Don't make her cry. I'm actually really nice. <laughs> like, You're I'm wonderful. I'm actually a nice but... person. It's just I cake everything as a projection into humor. And people think that I'm actually like this bitch who's this way. And I'm like, no, I'm actually like a really courteous person to a lot of people. And, Save you know, the like, apologies for the radio show, girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. I guess, I guess taste of you is fine. I, but like, I, I, I try and make sure everyone has a good time and I'm glad that everyone did. And it was a home run and it was very, very fun. And you and Donahue looked perfect. Thank you. Well, I love you. Thank you for being our pride mother. I got you. Really, I got you. You are. And uh, I don't know. I just love you. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. This is very informative and like, like vulnerable and uplifting. Thank you, Darren No, my Karp. pleasure. Thank you for having me. And just as an aside, because I know you've been promoting it, but like if people do, any of your listeners do have like questions and you're kind of scared to ask anybody, yeah. um, I'm sure you can DM Taylor. I'm sure she'd be allowed. I absolutely. am happy to take DMs at Carpe Darren. Liz, absolutely uh, a co-host of yours, but also my partner in Scissoring Isn't a Thing. Please download Scissoring yeah. Isn't a Thing. And her handle is at Listen to Liz. We also have our own yes. Instagram at SIAT Podcast. Please submit any questions if you think it's stupid we will not make you feel stupid we Ever. are open and we are happy to answer any questions parents children whatever may have yeah at taylor strecker just in case you guys yes, don't sorry, know at taylor strecker. All of yes us. yes yes at no darren no you just you're such a good host yeah. you like just wrap you just you just thank you for doing that for me because i'm exhausted over here <laughs> i have nine <laughs> other recordings to do today and i'm already wrapping your show so there you go no no, no. i love you you guys also do our girl soul check out peopletv.com's reality check she's on it from monday to thursday she also has another podcast it's called shaken and disturbed and it's on patreon it's a true so check crime that out. podcast yes 
and like you said, scissoring isn't a thing. Um, podcast, please go subscribe, rate, and review. That's the way that you guys basically tip us, podcasters. And while we're on the topic of it, please also rate, review, and subscribe. Taste of Taylor. It means the world to me. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. Darren, thank you so much for wrapping right up with me. Thank you. Happy Pride. And um, yeah, you guys, that's it for us. Until next